Had that Beatitudeuteronomy going on. Yes. Did you know that that was a book in the Old Testament? <laughs> the Beatitudeuteronomy. <laughs> yes, it's uh, uh, the revised revised standard version. The oh, busting out the 80s howl, ladies and gentlemen. We have Hungry like a wolf. <laughs> I was going to call him Teen Wolf, but it's Over the Hill Wolf. So, uh, <laughs> What's the difference? Gen X. Hey, that's it. We're bringing it right back to Michael J. Fox. That's it. Let's we are go. once again. Yes. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Beatitudes, a podcast for Christian men seeking to grow in authentic fraternity while seeking to serve the Lord with a little bit of humor and a whole lot of holiness, hopefully, or one or the other. Try to do both. Uh, my name is Paul Kolker. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Jeffrey Scheffelbein. I'm Jeff Scheffelbein, and even if you're not a Christian man, you can become one. <laughs> Just keep listening. There you go, yes. And Nicholas Besner. What's going on? I like that intro, Jeff. Thanks, buddy. That's good. That's good. And we're going to uh, kick it off with our guest here. We're back with Steve Cass, who uh, took us to school this last episode. Mm. Uh, go back and watch that. The quiz at the end was phenomenal. Really, really flexed our, our brain muscles quite a bit. Had uh, that Beatitudeuteronomy going on. Yes. <laughs> Did you know that that was a book in the Old Testament? <laughs> the Beatitudeuteronomy. <laughs> yes, it's uh, uh, the revised revised standard version. If I Absolutely. may say to Professor Cass that I feel like you're an amazing teacher. I have learned so much from you, and I just want to be your Cass favorite. <laughs> you're the Cass clown is what you are. Yeah. Oh. I'm, you better... Watch what you talk. I'm not going to say what I was going to okay. say. Let's yeah, keep going. Here we go. Hey. It's a family show. All right. And so thanks and gig them. We got a game we're going to play <laughs> called Blessed Are the Joke Makers Bonus Edition. That's right. And so in the bonus edition, we've got multiple character cards. So each of us gets a character card. Yep. And we've got to try to telegraph who we are to our guests. How much is this going to be worth, Steve? 11 or 13 points. <laughs> but not 12. <laughs> you get to 15, 15 points. Oh, 15. Oh. All right. 15 points. Just because. Perfect. Might be the Navy's birthday. Okay. All right. And so for these 15 points, as the individual characters we have, and He's again. losing it over here. Again, we have to try to telegraph to our guest who we are. He's got to guess. He's got to guess who we are. So we're going to kind of quiz you a little bit here. It, Steve, and it's it, not a real telegraph. Well, it's We're acting. I understand. It's never, and the characters are not specific. The characters are not specific people. Right? Yes. It's like. Some sort of themes. vague themed idea. Right. Like yeah, a, a broad category. Okay. Yes. You with me? It's like crazy cat lady. Out loud charades. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and so we got to answer the Catholic card game card, uh, which uh, I think I think we even got like a promo link with them now. So if you want to check that we out. We do. <laughs> Go check it out and uh, you can it's be the part of notes. the show. Absolutely. Yeah. You can play along with us. But our prompt that we got to answer as our individual characters is, I got seven deadly sins, but blank ain't one. Gnarly, bro. I got seven deadly sins, but forgetting to wax is not one of them, bro. Jeff Spicoli. Pretty much. <laughs> it's not a specific person. Surfer. Surfer surfer, surfer dude, dude or surfer chick. I chose dude. Surfer dude. Nice. Yeah, but Spicoli, I'll take that. Aloha. Mr. Hand. 
Um, I got seven deadly sins, but uh, gossip isn't, well, uh, well, it's not really one of them. I mean, it, it kind of is uh, because, you know, I mean, it's just every once in a while, I just I kind of spill the beans about some information that I'm supposed to keep personal and keep it private because I made a promise that I wasn't going to share it with too many people. But, but you know, I just, I, I find myself in the moment and I just, I, I'm overcome with wanting to share that information with that person. And so I just, boom, I let it out. Blah, 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 and then I just, next thing I know, I'm in confession. <laughs> Good luck. An unstable person. <laughs> uh, close. TMI. Uh, TMI. Someone who overshares personal info. That's a yeah. very hard one <laughs> to telegraph. One. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that when you look at it, because I looked you over your good. shoulder, you did an incredible yeah. job with that. that because good. his, like, what do you call him, an unstable person? <laughs> Somebody who gives you TMI, TMI. like that yeah. is it's probably very unstable. Yeah. 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 Like, Jeff, I was thinking about you the other day. And then I started thinking about this. I'm like, still, whoa, wait. Hey, 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 pump the brakes. Just you do you. Yeah. I'll dude me. <laughs> nope. Hello, hello, Professor. <laughs> this is why I just <laughs> Hello, Professor Cass. I'm so excited to be in your class. Uh, the seven deadly sins um, are very, very bad, I've heard, but um, working very hard for my family uh, to have a great future here in this great country is not one of them. Are you a guru? Uh, I'm not, I provide money, um, to my family, you know, in another place that is, it really supports them, uh, in all that I do. Can I, I, you want to phone a friend? I'd like to phone a friend. You're an immigrant. Yes. Oh, <laughs> there we go. An immigrant. That's it. Ah, good job. And you did it without being offensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or yeah. we'll find out soon on YouTube. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Comment <laughs> section. <laughs> Well done. When I read that card, I immediately just thought from the Alex Trevino episode, million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my friend, uh, who is getting uh, 15 points out of this one? Uh, you. Whoa. Go, Jeff. You needed that. You needed I did. That. I really needed that big de- <laughs> 10 and a half. 10 plus 5. 15. I don't even know that would be 15 in most. 10 plus half a 10. In most math classes. <laughs> I am just, I had like a good day. (laughs) I had one good day. 15 points. We need, listen, this is like episode 42. We're going to have to get some big points on the board if Paul and I have a fighting chance at this. Yeah. You're making up some ground. Well, sort of, but I think Nick took like a 300 point game one time. Trust me, if I didn't have the 450. That's what it was. (laughs) Yeah. We, we brought it back into always kind of under 100. A reasonable range. Wait, yeah. you decide the points. <laughs> <laughs> How's that work? It's, it's totally rigged. Jeff said, no, we'll keep it under 100. Yeah. And we've done that ever since because yeah. he's one of the co-founders. The, well, It doesn't matter. It's we're having a important. co-founders meeting in front of Mr. Steve and the rules just changed. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're going 500 next time. Let's, sure. Let's award the points let's do it. after we then find it'll be out even further behind. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just had to get spittle off my face from this moment. Glad you announced it. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Is that TMI? Yeah, that's TMI. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, where do you want to go, Jeff? Uh, family. You know, I do consider Steve Cass, if you listen to the last show, to be like family to me. And I mean this in spiritual brotherhood. We have traveled all over the U.S. together. We've shared time. In fact, before my grandmother passed, we took a trip from New Jersey to upstate New York to go <laughs> have like chilies with her. And we showed up. She had a little plate of Betty. Little delicate miniature cookies for us because Betty, she, right? Oh, yeah, Grandma Betty. Betty. And um, it was really neat because in work, we were truly living an undivided life where we got to know each other on a very deep level. We went through the New Testament together, read the whole thing wow. over Lent. 
And what the rule was, sorry, I'm total tangent, but this changed how deep our relationship went. Yeah. At the end of every day's readings, we had to write an email to the other person with a reflection or what hit us mm. or what we were questioning. And you want to get to know somebody, <sighs> go through 40 days, the entire New Testament. You're reading a lot, you're praying a lot, and you're writing a lot. Let me tell you something. When we got to Revelation, there was some pretty deep stuff going on there. That's right. And so in that process, I got to learn a lot about your also biological family. And mm -hmm. you shared some stories with me just about the way that you view your parents, the legacy of your parents, and um, what the, your relationship with them not only meant to you, but continues to mean to you. And I would love if you would just share kind of a recollection on childhood up until the loss of your parents. Maybe not every detail, but like you had a good relationship growing up, right? We could be here for a long time. <laughs> okay, let's fast forward. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I had an amazing relationship with my parents. My parents, um, my parents were also only children, so it was the three of us for yeah. mm. you know, I mean, our whole lives, um, or at least my whole life. Wow, um, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> they started before they you. started. They had a head start. Um, that's crazy. No aunts, uncles, cousins. No, no wow. aunts, no no cousins, no nephews, no nieces, no nephews. Wow. None of that. None of that stuff. Um, so yeah, it was my mom and dad and Catholic household. Um, mom, yes. My dad, not so much. My dad was a, it was, uh, he was, his mother was Anglican. His father was Jewish. Cool. Um, and really not a ton of faith growing up. So, um, my, in the early years of his life that changed towards the end. Um, but, uh, my mom was the one who was born and raised Catholic and had a pretty deep, um, connection to her faith. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we, we remained close in my entire life. Um, I moved away when I went in the Navy. And so obviously I lived a lot of different places and did a lot, a lot of different things. Um, this was before the days of, you know, email and, you know, there were months and months where I couldn't talk to him, didn't hear from him, but you know, we, we figured it out. Um, that was back in the days of letters. <laughs> Remember those things with stamps and envelopes? Mm. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you something that was really great story about my mom. Um, she, uh, she was actually able to come over with some of the other family members of the officers and other, other sh folks from our ship during Christmas. So we were deployed overseas and there were some family members who were able to make the trip to meet our ship where we were. So in the middle of a, of a deployment, um, my mom flew over first time that she was on a transatlantic flight. Wow. Um, and that was, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a great memory I have of my mom. Well, so then uh, you said that your dad, his faith journey changed later or in yeah. the later years. What is yeah. that about? Yeah, so as you know, uh, I started taking courses in theology at Seton Hall. Um, I've been involved in adult faith formation for many, many years. My, my wife uh, converted to Catholicism, went through RCIA as an adult, um, and that really kind of set a lot of my own faith formation, my own journey on that, that was really the beginning of it. So, um, we got asked to be involved in adult faith and I was, if I need to be able to teach our faith, it might be nice if I knew something sure. about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, I started taking classes at Seton Hall, uh, school of theology and was working on my master's in, in theology. And, um, my dad and I had some really great conversations. He was, he was one of those guys who, um, could, was he spouting the Bible and quoting from, no, but he, towards the end of his life, he did start to develop what I would call a deeper faith and a relationship with God. Um, and, uh, towards the end of his life, 
um, one of the greatest things that I was actually able to do was to was to baptize my father um, on his on his deathbed. Um, wow, like he's dying of something and he's in the hospital for a while, or you're saying this is an end of life moment? No, it was an end of life moment. My father, my father died of um, of an aneurysm, and so he was in the emergency room at a hospital and. We knew, I mean, we knew he was sick. We knew that this was, you know, this was not a surprise. Um, but my wife and I were in the, were in the hospital and we were actually going to the chapel to pray. And we heard over the loudspeaker in the hospital, code blue ED. Oh, okay. Maybe we should make our way there. So we start walking there. Um, and, uh, uh, we got into the ED and as it turned out, my father had blood out. And his entire circulatory system was on the floor. Um, his aneurysm blew, and and that was that was it. Um, and the doctors were were trying to resuscitate him. Um, pretty futile because there was nothing to resuscitate. But he was he was still alive. Um, and I asked my wife for um, some water, and she thought I was going to pass out because there was just so much blood. Um, but I, <laughs> this is one of those moments that there's. There's just no question about the Holy Spirit moving you. I, I mean, I never planned this in a thousand years. Um, but I had this water, and um, I said a quick prayer, and I baptized him. Mm. Um, and he died 30 seconds later, whatever it was. Wow. Um, so, you know, it's uh, that's one of those things that, <laughs> uh, one of those moments, it's just one of those defining moments yeah. um, that, yeah, they're just it's just it's just a it's a defining point in my life. I think people don't know kind of what the the rules say for a Catholic in lay baptism. And that can you share maybe like what are we allowed to do yeah. in a moment like you, that? You, a life and death moment. You're absolutely allowed to baptize and anybody can baptize anybody else in in those situations. And you need water? You're supposed to have water. Um but if you don't have it, it's you know <laughs> You, you do the best you can with, yeah. with, with with what you got, but yeah. the, the, the 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 idea though is there has to be a desire and an intent. An intent. You can't yeah. baptize somebody against their will, um, and that's why I said towards the end of my dad's life, you know, things were when he knew the his, his end of life was coming, he changed, um, and you know, uh, did it take? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. To be determined. Yeah, to be determined. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but any, any and actually, you don't even have to be a a Christian to baptize somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, any any person can baptize anybody else if there's a if there's a desire to do that. You actually hear a lot of stories about baptisms that are happening in hospitals, and it's people that are you know left with no one to care for them. It's it's babies that are yeah. abandoned. It's all sorts of yeah. stuff that people are are baptizing. Um, I think that's beautiful. <laughs> What's the reaction from your wife and from your mom in this moment? You're like baptizing your father, and then he's he's end of life, uh, moving on less than a minute later. Yeah. Uh, so my mom, my mom wasn't there actually, okay. which was kind of unusual. Which was really strange. Um, she'd been there with my dad the whole that whole day, but she actually went home. She went home for a little, for a little bit, um, and yeah, my wife. I don't think my wife was expecting that one. Yeah. Um, and I I wasn't expecting it either. I mean, I I, I don't even. I don't know what came over while I do. It was the Holy Spirit. Sure. That, that's what mm-hmm. came over me. But again, mm-hmm. I, 
I was never even thinking about this. It I'd just, like to be the doctor in there that's trying to do something, and then Steve's like, get said, me some I said, water. I, said, <laughs> I just said, I said, stop. Please stop. Yeah. Um, wow. And um, mm. so we went home. I went home to find my mom, and uh, <laughs> and I went to, and I said to her, um, she said, how's your dad? And I said, um, he's he's gone. And she thought I meant the ambulance had picked him up to take him sure. somewhere else. Yeah. And I said, no, 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 he's, he passed. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was really, and it took my mom like about a minute to process that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to say it was a surprise would, it wasn't a surprise. I mean, we knew, we knew how this was going to ultimately turn out. Um, but I just, you know, by God's grace that I was able to be there, um, and, and, uh, so talk about full circle, how close I was to my parents. You know, I think that was like, for me, that was the circle coming together where yeah. the circle of life coming together where my dad and mom gave me life, and maybe I was able to give him eternal life. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's not something that you wish or that you want for, but at the same time, what a blessing that it played out in that way. Yep. And even at that time, I mean, if I'm th- if I'm trying to put myself in your father's shoes in that moment, he knows it's over. I mean, you, yep. what he's experiencing is like the last thoughts of his life. Yep. And his son, his only son, is in this moment of like beautiful spiritual gift and love giving him the greatest gift that you could give on earth. Yeah. And so I'd like, I mean, it was, it was a horrific moment, but it was also a, a moment of extreme beauty. It's and like horrific and heroic. It, it, yeah. It's both. It's both and. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, when we do RCI and we talk about baptism, um, I, and uh, interesting, I don't really share this story a whole lot. I think the only other time I've told a lot of people is on your other radio show. Yeah. <laughs> this is what, this is what we do. We just bring it out. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I do I do like to I always emphasize the importance of baptism, of course, but that anybody can baptize anybody in an emergency. Yeah. That that's how seriously we take that sacrament. Well, and how simple it is too, because it's it's just right. water and right. a very basic formula of of the Trinity. Right. Yeah, my, my, what I've always understood it to be is you do it with water in the name of the Father, Father Son, and the Son. Holy Spirit. Correct. Yeah. And, I, I baptize, like you I have do. to just say, I baptize you and then in the name. Yeah. I mean, I'm not baptizing anybody right now, but that's just the formula. Yep. Your face was running through my head as I was hauling down the hallway with my wife to go say goodbye to our son. And I just said, babe, when we get in there, I'm grabbing some water. I'm going to baptize him. And I was ready. And then it was like the doctor said timeout and it turned into a whole Big ordeal. Thanks be to God. Yeah. But I remember, <laughs> yeah, I, longer I, ordeal. Yeah. I remember, I remember like yesterday you talking to you on the phone about this. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it. And so your mom, what happens with her as a, um, a widow? What's, what's life like with her and, and she's still with us? No, my mom, my mom passed in, in 2010. Um, so my dad, so she died maybe three years after my mom died about three years after my dad. Um, and here's, you know, here's something, you know, for, for listeners just to, just to realize, you know, when, when you have elderly parents and, you know, I, I should have been more attuned with this is that when one pass, sometimes you don't under, you don't appreciate how the two of them mm. depend on each other to get through just sometimes to get through day, the day. Yeah. Um, you know, my mom depended upon my dad to bring her places. You know, my dad would drive, my mom would go to, and when my dad had gone, it changed all of that. Yeah. And, and I kind of missed those signs. Um, and if I could rewind the game tape, I would yeah. have done some things very, because I never really appreciated how my mom and dad managed to cobble things together. You know, they were both elderly. Yeah. Um, but I didn't appreciate how they leaned on each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, I saw that with my dad's dad. So, um, yeah, my mom, when she, when she passed, it was a completely different experience. She, um, she, uh, she passed from, uh, she had COPD. So she had breathing issues. She had a tumor in her lung. Um, she lingered in, in a hospital towards the end of her life. She was unable to breathe. We had her in a hospital. She was on a, um, a BiPAP machine that breathed for her. And <laughs> it's interesting. You set up these things, your intentions at end of life, often around a conference room table. <laughs> but when you're in the hospital and you need to, cause my mom's wishes were, you know, I don't want anything heroic done for me. My, my mom was a nurse. So she, she knew how this was going to end and it wasn't going to be pretty. But at the end, mom, we can either make you comfortable or we can give you a tracheotomy and put you on a ventilator. She never, and she said she wanted the ventilator, um, which was never in her, was not part of her living will. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say the decisions you make around a conference room table are very different than the decisions Mm. that you're making in the moment. Mm. And I was like, mom, are you sure? And she was, she was totally with it. She was totally coherent. She wasn't, you know, out of it. So it was her decision. Um, but, um, in the end, you know, she went on a ventilator and she aspirated some food. So it went in her lungs Mm -hmm. and she went into a coma. She came out of it and she said, take me off the vent. Um, and, uh, she said, I can't do this anymore. And so there was a, a vigil, uh, in her room where my wife and I, stayed and just stayed till the end. Um, and so part, again, the, the closing of the circle here was, and I'll never forget my wife. She said, my mom lingered for probably, I'm going to say more than 24 hours. It's probably 36 hours. Um, and towards the end, my wife said, come here, I want you to put your hand right here on your mom's chest. And we could hear her, we could feel her heartbeat. Um, and then we both, my wife and I, had our hand on my mom's chest. We felt her heartbeat, and then we didn't. And so, so you know, I was able to feel the last heartbeat of my mother. Wow! And and that was it. And it, I, and I can, I let out one of the most guttural, prime mule howls that I've ever yeah. let out. Um, so it was completely different from my dad. Um, it was horrific. Yeah. It was horrific. But um, it was still, you know, it's still a moment of, you know, being able to have my hand on my mom's chest, feeling her last heartbeat was something I'll never forget. You were there for the end of both of their lives. Yeah. So you ask, was I close to my parents? Yeah. 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 Um, And I thank God for it because I know not everybody has that blessing and that grace. Um, You know, um, love's gift is joy. And the price sometimes is the pain of separation. And, and, and that is 1,000% what I, what I experienced. Yeah. Jeez, Steve, thank you. I appreciate um, that you don't share this very often, except for when we put microphones in front of them. <laughs> yeah. It's powerful. It's yeah. a powerful witness, and I think it's important for people to remember about family. I think just a quick reflection, too. You talk about when one spouse dies, what it's like for the other. I had a call two days ago with my friend who, um, his wife contracted a very rare cancer and I think it was less than a year later she passes and they had three little kids, but because she knew that she wasn't going to make it out, right? There was, they were 
doing every treatment they could. They had as much hope as they could, but it was pretty clear that this was very likely to end with her death and they're in their forties. Um, maybe, yeah, forties. I talked to him the other day and it was the first time to connect in a long time. And he shared this reflection that his wife, he was able to, when the time happened, date again. And now he has plans of marriage. And it was that his wife let him be completely guilt free to live a life that has a next chapter, you know, mm. and he talked about, I mean, he's been doing this for a long time. He sounded like he was just breaking down because he's been a single parent still trying to have his business for three kids who have their needs, who are growing, who are grieving, whatever. But I thought it was really beautiful the way he talked about almost his wife, not just giving him permission, but encouraging him to not feel a guilt that life after her, if she passes, has to go on and that he and the kids will have needs that probably aren't easy to satisfy alone. Yeah. And I think the other thing that we mistake about grief is, and and this is something that I learned, um, you know, you don't get over these things. No. (laughs) You know, telling, asking somebody, you know, have you, have you gotten over it? Well, no, I I haven't gotten over it and and you're probably not going to get over with it, but you get over it, but you live with it and you, and you persist Mm -hmm. and life does continue. Um, and, and one of the things I learned in, from my experience in in ministry is, you know, you never ask people in the the midst of a crisis, you know, how are you doing today? How is today? Mm. Um, because when they're in the middle of it, you know, how do you think I'm doing? I'm doing terrible. Um, but how is today doing? How are you doing today? Yeah. And that's about all. I think that's the best thing that you can do for somebody that is in the midst of, of one of these circumstances. It's good practical it's advice. Just be there with them. Um, yeah, just be there with them. You know, I think about that final heartbeat. I think about a previous guest, Todd Storch, whose daughter, his, her heart <laughs> ended up in another woman's yep. chest. And like the beauty of both of those stories, being able to be there for the final one, being able to be there for a heartbeat that continues to yep. give life to somebody else. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we're going to uh, put a nice bow on this. Um, this is really powerful. It's very different than the first episode we did with you. <laughs> laugh, cry, cry, laugh. We do it all. But um, your witness is phenomenal. I'm so grateful that kids in college are finding a pathway because they're learning about sports and spirituality from you and that the people that are coworkers to you feel more like family and that you are an absolute beata dude <laughs> with a new, you gave us in the last game or the last episode, you gave us the new word, uh, beata deuteronomy, which is <laughs> game changer. We might rebrand so this whole thing. Good. Maybe that's easier to find online. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't try to spell, Go to it, spell it backwards. Deuteronomy.com. <laughs> We'd mess that up too. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, listen, uh, life does continue in grief and in joy um, and in the fruits of the Holy Spirit and the cardinal virtues and all the great stuff you've been just just pouring on to us in these last two episodes. But certainly this is all about the ultimate life. But we are always connected to your mom, to your dad, and to everybody out there when we see you in the Eucharist. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.